Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi guys, welcome to, oh, not the burp, welcome to POV, you're my therapist, I'm your host, Divine. Uh, this is the podcast where I vent, I cry, I rant, I scream, and you listen, and you don't get paid, and you cannot send me an invoice, and for that, I thank you, my friend. Um, hi, this is editing divine um i wanted to cut in and say that listening back to this i sound so congested and i i still am congested and i literally sound like a dying animal so just bear with me okay there's a lot of hee hees and a lot of kiki king to be had in this episode but she is struggling a little bit her airwaves are blocked honey okay anyways back to the pod um I had about two different podcast episodes lined up to release, but as you may have picked up by now, I'm a very anxious person and I truly am my greatest enemy. So I scrapped those. Actually, it was more than two. I think it was like three. I scrapped those because I was like, I kept re-recording and I felt like this is not, I'm not saying what I want to say correctly and I was just getting frustrated with myself. So, I felt at fucking 11 o'clock at night that this would be the most opportune time to re-record. Um, yeah. So, what have I been up to? Um, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, my house is under construction and the guy who was doing the construction was just fired. So, that's fun. Um, (sighs) You know, sometimes people do things and you're like, the math is not my thing. You know, he did. This is what he did. Listen to this. He, he's supposed to lay down tile and like, uh, we caught him doing it wrong once. And then we were like, no, you need to put the cement all the way through. Like, what are you doing? Like, why would you not put cement under a large piece of tile? Like, these are like four feet long pieces of tile. He didn't do it. Had to move some furniture. Sounded like fucking fireworks. Fucking tile breaking it left and right. Um, Love that. It was super fun. Love that moment in my life. It was great. Want to relive it for the rest of my life. So, um, yeah, that happened. And, (laughs) And after that, what else happened? I've been, oh my god, you guys, I cannot take this anymore. Every time I get on TikTok, I see these manifestation videos and, you know, ego loves a good manifestation. Um, I'm going to pause here because my door just opened and I don't understand why. Second, I thought it was my dog because, oh my God, I was doing arts and crafts. That's what I call what I've been doing um, in my bedroom. I was doing arts and crafts. You know, that sounds weird. I, d- I don't know. Uh, 
I was making a sign. That's literally what I was doing because art, saying arts and crafts, arts and crafts, crafts, macaroni and cheese, mac and cheese. Do you see where I'm going? That's what that sounded like to me for two seconds. And I was like, I don't like that. So I was doing arts and crafts in my room and my dog, a bug, a stink bug was absolutely ruining her life. Like she was trembling, like the stink bug was going to swoop down from the sky and just eat her up. So I killed the stink bug. And then there was the other problem of the stink bug stink and which just fucking drew, drove her away. So a why, ew, which drove her away. So she spent some time with her grandmother and then returned to me and then was like, I hate it here and left. And I thought she'd returned again. But, um, what had I been saying before that? I talked about the tile. Oh yeah. Your girl loves a manifestation. So I'm on TikTok. Every time we're actually, you know, I know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about TikTok and maybe social media just in general. Um, cause I have a love and hate relationship with TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I see these manifestations and it's like, what's meant for me will find me. I do not chase, I attract, what's meant for me will find me. And what's the other one? Oh, I've been doing this one a lot. Whatever he is doing, whoever he is with, he is thinking of me. Everything reminds him of me now. Bitch, that is my prayer. Okay? And I feel like it might not be working. I've been doing it a lot. And these bitches is talking about results, uh, quick turnaround results tomorrow. My results is not coming, honey. Um, very upsetting to moi. Uh, yeah, I don't think this man ever has any intention of speaking to me again. I did come off a little bit. You know what? When I'm tired, the English accent comes out. I'm just warning you now. It's going to be like, we're, we're switching channels. Okay? Um, yeah, this man is not. Whatever manifestation is like bonking him in the head every time I say he's swatting it away like it's a mosquito. I don't think he has any intention of ever speaking to me again, but there is a God and I believe in him. So hopefully he does his work. But, um, yeah, I just acted a little cuckoo bananas. It wasn't, let me tell you, it was equal cuckoo bananas because I just feel, I just feel like when you're talking to somebody, this is my thing. I... I don't want to talk about this. Anyways. Anyways. Ooh, love that. <laughs> I'm getting sensitive. I just feel like when you're talking to somebody on, like, text, a lot of a communication can be misconstrued, yeah? And that's exactly what happened. But then it wasn't happening because I understood that and clear what that motherfucker was saying. And I was like, you're being rude. And then he was like, I'm not being rude. You're being crazy. And I was like, no, I'm being crazy and you're being rude. So <laughs> what about it? And I was being crazy and he was being rude. So two wrongs do not make it right. And therefore we shall cancel it out with a kiss. Mwah. Just like that. And then the world will heal itself. <laughs> I could tell you this story in full detail and everything, but my account is not private. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that my manifestation works and if my manifestation works he will be lurking on me and I don't want him to see this do you understand what I'm saying thank you very much thank you for being an understanding audience anyways so 
I've been doing my manifestations on TikTok and it ain't working for me. Okay. Um, yeah, manifestations just, uh, a lot of the time, like they just don't, or maybe they do work for me and they're just working in different ways than what I understand. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. And then I also don't really like on TikTok. I don't like like when people call like regular things spells. They're like speaking as a spell. I'm like, bitch, I don't practice, I don't practice witchcraft. Like stop. I don't. And like no shade to you if you do. It's just like, I'm Haitian. (laughs) I'm Haitian. If you understand what that means, you understand what that means. And for you, like, then, like, I, I, how do I even explain this? I'm Haitian. But going back to TikTok, oh, that's actually how we got here was we were talking about TikTok. Yeah, I don't like it when people just say, like, random shits or spells. And I'm like, ugh. Why? Like, why? And then I also don't like, like, when people come out of the woodworks, which is random superstitions. And I'm like, literally shut up. Like, today, today I was on TikTok, and somebody was talking about, um, how, what did she say? She was like, my dog keeps staring at me through the mirror, and it's really freaking me out. No, she didn't say my dog. She said my familiar, um, is staring at me through the mirror, and it's really freaking me out. And, and I was like, oh, like, my dog is my familiar, because, like, if I don't eat, she doesn't eat. If I cry, she's crying. If I'm depressed, she's depressed. So she really, like, vibes off of my energy and she feels what I feel. And I was like, oh, my doggy is my familiar. And then somebody in the fucking comments was like, your dog's a skinwalker. I'm like, even if her dog was a skinwalker, what do you want her to do with it? Kill it? It's a dog. Give it a Give it a rest. Like, and then somebody was like, remember that dog that, um, people said looked human, like it had human eyes and it turned out to be a human. How do you know that? How do you know that? Can you tell me how you know that? Did it come back to life? I want to know. And I'm just like, I feel like sometimes TikTok is like just a stew of like people just saying stuff and they just be saying stuff. And like, I was thinking about the couch guy, we all know the couch guy couch guy this poor sucker um but although i will say that i do think couch guy was being shady because if my lover came to surprise me after i've not seen them for however long i'm sorry but my reaction would not be to hand my phone off to some random girl sitting beside me that's very weird that's very suspicious very strange Mm. but i saw this video today where this girl threw a surprise party for her boyfriend and when he walked in the door like he was just stood there and he took a sip of his beer and like looked around and he was like okay like like you know he didn't have like the normal surprise and everybody was like oh my god this is a new couch guy this new couch guy i'm like okay i i think he's just awkward you guys i think that's it i think he's just awkward i think he just doesn't really have an opinion not an opinion, but I think he is excited. I think he just didn't show it how, like, you want to see it. And, like, people are different. And then she posted, um, because, you know, like, when you get dragged on TikTok, the next thing you have to do, obviously, is defend yourself. Because if you don't defend yourself, nobody else will. <laughs> um, so she was defending herself and she was posting, like, photo shoots where he was being affectionate with her and all that. And then everybody was like, mm, sis, did you plan the photo shoot? 
were you the one who dragged him there? And I was like, you know what? Let me take it upon myself to investigate. So obviously I went to her Instagram. Duh, why wouldn't I? And then I looked and like they've been dating for like four years. Okay, so then I go to his Instagram. Because like, let me tell you something I've noticed. I have noticed that guys you guys are talking about girls and their secret boyfriends and how they don't show their boyfriends and how it's like a boyfriend reveal and we are always thoroughly disappointed with the boyfriend reveal I'm not gonna lie (sighs) reasoning behind that if a guy's hot you're gonna want to just show him everybody's face like unless you're really wise I'm gonna be real with you the wise bitches don't show off they boo okay um Because they know that there are girls looking and ready to take, okay? But she, so I went on her Instagram, and then obviously I had to go on his, so I went on his, and his whole Instagram was literally her and their dog, and I was like, really? That took me 2.7 seconds. You guys could have done the same and left, and instead you left 10,000 comments under her TikTok, it has 1.7 million likes because he didn't react how everybody thought he should have reacted. I was like, you guys, this is annoying <laughs> and like slightly terrible. But yeah, like everybody and like I saw this one girl who she was leaving multiple comments and I was like, bitch, you want, you want drama. You want this to be a dramedy. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I saw that this morning and I was like, and awful. This was the first thing I saw when I opened my fucking eyes today. But, um, I saw that and I was like, all right, that's enough TikTok for now. Like every once in a while I get on TikTok or like, I just get on some weird side of TikTok and I'm like, God, why? And like the thing about TikTok is it's all the videos are so short. By the time you realize you're watching something you don't want to watch, like you wish you hadn't watched, you've already watched it you've already watched it your brain has already processed and saved it and decided that you're gonna think about this horrible thing all day and that happens to me all the time like oh my god I remember one time I saw a TikTok where a guy was like if you have antique mirrors there are ghosts in them I was like bro (laughs) the thought could not leave me still cannot leave me I have a mirror facing my bed I was like fucking hell Every time I gotta go to bed, I, like, enter my bed facing away from the mirror. I'm like, I'll be damned if I get sucked through a mirror. The fuck? Like, I know the chances of that happening are slim, okay? But I'm just like, bro, like, I I didn't wish, I genuinely wish I never saw that. I genuinely wish I never saw that. And then, like, also when you see things, like, everybody is judgmental, okay? Let's be real. Everybody is so judgmental. Like, no matter, like, okay, I was on Twitter the other day, and somebody I follow on Twitter was just like, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were, like, roasting people's, like, psyche. Huh? Huh? Like, they were sitting there talking about how, like, what were they saying? They were saying, like, everybody's ego is, like, feeding off of them pretending not to love their e- oh my god all this like philosophical shit and I was like oh my god please 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 like enough enough who cares like to an extent like who cares like I totally get it like I I, I am I am doing the thing that I'm saying who cares about as I'm talking about this but I'm also rambling to myself for the most part but 
yeah, everybody's judgmental. And, like, <laughs> and I think the thing is, like, you know, I try not to be judgmental. And I am. I am judgmental. And I'm trying not to be judgmental. And I'm, like, actively making the work not making. Doing the work not to be judgmental. And I'm, like, I'm going to be a good person today. I'm going to think good thoughts. I'm going to think positive thoughts about everybody I meet. And then, boom, I see a TikTok I see something so cringe that I write the hate comment that I delete and then I write it again and then that I delete and then I think about sending it to my friend and I don't and then I just say it out loud. I hate this place. I hate this TikTok and I hate you for making me see this TikTok and it's like and it can be something so small. And like, but you know what though? We are harnessing, we are not harnessing, we are reining in. We're reining in <laughs> that negative energy instead of spewing it out. Cause like I get, I genuinely feel like social media brings out the worst in you. Cause like who the fuck is gonna, nobody's gonna yell at me. Like in real life, you know what I'm saying? IRL, nobody's gonna yell at me for writing that mean comment. But I'm gonna know I wrote it and it's gonna haunt me. But the thing is, the problem is that I still feel that way. I still feel the negative comment that I was gonna write. Like, I saw this one TikTok where this guy, he was like, he was like, I hate when I'm trying hard to be nice and the mean, intrusive thoughts pop in. And he, and the mean, intrusive thought was like, Oh, like if Fiona and Shrek headed back to their swamp. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, really, because that's really what it's like. Like, you're just living life, and then boom, damn, something mean. I don't want to say the mean thing, like, but something mean just pops in your head, and I'm just like, ugh, this could have been a better day if I had stayed off of TikTok. But also, TikTok is, like, really entertaining, and I learned so much on there, like, today literally I was in the car and I had a migraine and I was like fuck I want my migraine to go away and then I realized it was because my sinuses were blocked oh guess what there's a tiktok video about that you put your finger under that little nook under your ear and you and you press on it all the way down to your collarbone and you're literally gonna feel your sinuses clear up and I did that and then the double chin uh uh the double chin congestion thing oh my god my double chin is a one chin now because I'm constantly removing the snot from it okay and I sound really congested right now and it's because I am okay so you know there's like good parts and bad parts of TikTok but I will say one app that without a doubt is just awful to me is uh Twitter yeah the shits and giggles now on Twitter, like, I don't know if you guys, I'm actually, I don't know what lie I told you at the beginning of the podcast, what I was going to talk about. I may have lied several times, but we're not going to talk about anything in particular today. We're going to talk about what I want to talk about. Um, but I was on Twitter and you know, I can get real passionate about this. So we finna talk about bad or friend. I, oh my God, I listen I'm not gonna say I read that article because I listened to it because thank you New York Times for having like the what is it it's not the transcript because that would be the fucking article itself but the the reading of the article I listened to bad art friend while I was making myself a beautiful turkey bacon sandwich which has been like my obsession meal for the last week and a half and now I can't stand the smell of bacon I love that but I listened to that, and at first, 
I was listening to it, and then got to the part where it was talking about Dawn and all the stuff she was doing. Actually, you know, let me be a kind person to give you a preface as to what Bad Art Friend is about. So Bad Art Friend is essentially about two writers, uh, Dawn and Sonia. And Sonia, uh, okay, anyways, Dawn gets her kidney removed, and she's super excited about it. And so she, like, basically stalks people into supporting her kidney. <laughs> not remove sorry she got her she donated a kidney and she was super proud of it so she was stalking people to make sure that they knew that she donated her kidney and that she was super proud of it very unhinged behavior not gonna lie but what the twist was in the story was she made a facebook group and she invited all her friends including like some of her writer friends and one of her writer friends was part of the group, but she never, like, commented on anything, so obviously, Ms. Dawn had to say, hey, I see, like, you accepted my invitation, but, like, why aren't you commenting on anything? Are you not aware that I donated my kidney? This sounds absurd. <laughs> Doesn't it sound absurd? Because it is. And she's like, uh, do you not know that I donated my kidney? And and Sonia's like, yeah, Don, I did notice you donated your kidney. Congratulations, that's really huge. Small talk, small talk, small talk. Months passed. A messy bitch. Literally, this moment, I'm going to preface this by saying there is a tweet that says, who is the messiest bitch you know and why is it a man? This messy bitch named Mike, months later, messages Dawn, and mind you, Dawn is white, Sonia is Asian, and this is important in the story, and Sonia is Asian, and Mike, messy bitch Mike, goes to Sonia, not Sonia, to Dawn, and says, hey, Dawn, um, have you heard about, uh, Sonia's new short story? It's about a woman who donates her kidney. So, obviously, Dawn is like, oh, that is interesting. So, she messages Dawn, and she's like, hey, girl, I heard you wrote a story about somebody who donated a kidney. Did I inspire it? And um, Sonia's like, no, you didn't. Uh, I think like you just planted the seed with kidney donation, just those two words. And it has nothing to do with you, but, you know, whatever. Girl, it had everything to do with Dawn. Everything. Like, really? Like, everything. Um, And, like, the story that Sonia wrote was about a white lady who donates her kidney and an Asian immigrant receives the kidney. And she basically acts like everybody needs to worship the ground she walks on because she donated her kidney. Hello, Editing Divine here once again. But I just wanted to say that I had it backwards. I had the uh, synopsis of the story backwards. It's not about uh, the white woman. It's about the Asian immigrant who receives it. And I'm going to read you the kind of rundown of it from the New York Times. It says, Here, Chantel is married with an alcohol problem. A car crash precipitates the need for a new organ, and her whole family is hoping the donation will serve as a wake-up call, a chance for Chantel to redeem herself. That's when the organ... The organ. That's when the donor materializes. White, wealthy, and entitled. The woman who gave Chantel her organ... The woman who gave Chantal her kidney is not exactly an un- uncomplicated altruist. She is a stranger to her own impulses, unaware of how what she considers a selfless act also contains elements of intense, unbridled narcissism. So basically, the woman is a white savior. That's what's happening. She has a huge white savior complex. But yeah, so back to the pod. And... 
And Dawn took issue with that because she was like, um, that sounds really familiar. And I can't remember at exactly what part of the story this becomes evident, but it, it is the key factor for Dawn realizing, no, fuck you, this story is about me. Uh, Dawn wrote a letter to the person who received her kidney and she posted it on Facebook because she got to meet the person who received her kidney. And in the story, literally almost word for word, Sonia had a letter from the white lady who donated her kidney to the Asian woman. And um, it was really similar to Dawn's. And this is supposed to be a fiction story. So Dawn is like really upset about this. And then she um, and then the worst it just gets fucking worse, like, all over the place. Um, Sonia's story gets picked as, like, one story, one city, which is, like, the story is getting distributed, like, 33,000 copies, I think, around the city of Boston. That's a huge deal. And Dawn is like, no. So she threatens to sue. She, like, calls the Boston Globe, tells them what happened, and the Boston Globe is like, we're not distributing the story anymore. And Sonia, if you have your little fancy friends reach out to us on your behalf, we will be suing you. You should have never submitted the story. So, um, what did she do? What happens after that? Anyway, so Dawn goes on a warpath, okay? She's, like, wanting to sue people left and right. She can't even afford to sue these people. And, like, she does have a lot of stalkerish behavior, but at the end of the day, oh, bitch, I forgot the best part of this motherfucking story. Dawn got a lawyer because she's going to sue Sonia. Um, she, her second lawyer, I don't remember what her first lawyer did, but her second lawyer subpoenaed text messages and found that in a group chat, Sonia had talked about Dawn being absolutely the inspiration for the story and to the point where, like, her main character was named Dawn for a period of time. And her even telling her writer friends was also, like, if you have writer friends and they don't tell you to change something that you clearly ripped off from real life, bitch, those are not your friends. Those are your saboteurs, okay? They're looking to sabotage you. What the fuck? So her friends, including Celeste Nguyen, writer of critically acclaimed Little Fires Everywhere and something else that I'm forgetting. Forgetting. Um... She told her that she didn't need to change it. What the hell? And this, it was so obvious that the letter was about Dawn that anybody who knew them could have pitted that the letter was about Dawn or that the letter was based off of Dawn's story. And, yeah, and the worst part was Sonia kept gaslighting Dawn, saying that, no, it's not about you. It's not about you. Why do you think it's about you? And then, like, to the point where Dawn was like, uh, I wonder if I'm being, like self-absorbed and like dawn was a little cuckoo bananas like she was very unhinged and what annoyed me and like what bothered me so much was that once she got caught once sonia got caught she picked up the it's kind of ironic that this situation with dawn is reflecting the very like white patriarchal um sorry patriarchal is not the right word we're in this is a story about women um, it's almost 12 in the morning. I'm tired. And she's like, I think she was like the, it was about like the white power structure. And when I was like, girl, is it really? Because you can't just throw a POC out there when it's convenient to you. You can't do that. And also, girl, you stole her whole kidney letter. <laughs> she stole the whole kidney letter. Like, that's the thing. If she didn't have the kidney letter in there, Dawn could have kept thinking she was being cuckoo bananas. But the kidney letter really validated Dawn's feelings. Her unhinged feelings, Jesus Christ. You have to read it for yourself. It's very good. 
But that absolutely consumed my Twitter this week. And I think what was disappointing to me was, like, watching a lot of writers that I respected, and they're all writers of color. I'm like, you're literally siding with Sonia, 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 because she's a person of color. And I understand that they are both actually unhinged in awful ways. And they were like, if you cannot understand why Dawn trying to ruin somebody's whole career and sue them is awful i'm like hey how about you don't do something to get your ass sued like steal somebody's whole letter and write a very hateful piece about them what the fuck that is also an option that's a moral option and everybody was like you can't sue somebody because they hurt your feelings and you found out you don't like them it's like nah bestie she sued because they stole her letter i feel like that's very uh you know in your face the letter don't forget that part so all these like really writers that I respected were talking about it and and we're siding with Sonia and I was like, yo, fuck this. Like Dawn is actually unhinged. She is. She is. I used unhinged because like I you know I'm not gonna lie, I I can sympathize because to an instant to an extent and to a level, to a certain degree, I absolutely feel her I genuinely feel her and I can't cross okay I would never make a Facebook page if I donated my kidney in fact I probably would never tell anybody that I donated my kidney because it's just not me like I'm not a person not my computer like going to bed excuse me hello miss ma'am hi um but I you know I would never put that much of myself out there just because I'm extremely self-conscious if you haven't picked it up yet but like I understand, like, I can, I could see the waves and the, and the, and the fucking mounting of the emotions that she felt. And, like, I'm not gonna lie, when people start acting a certain way towards you, you are definitely gonna act crazy. You're, you're gonna act crazy. And, like, Dawn seemed to be a little, you know, a little, uh, couple said you say, uh, <laughs> erratic? No. It's not erratic. Um, I don't know. Out there to begin with. But I think that's that happening really drove her over the edge. And I can't say for me that it would not have driven me over the edge either. And, like, people who are trying to be, like, blasé about it and, like, nonchalant, you're fucking lying. You're lying. Tell me. Tell me, dude. You would not lose your shit if you... Oh, my God. If people lose their shit for smaller things, Okay? Imagine you write a beautiful tweet. You write a beautiful tweet. It's a wonderful tweet. It encompasses everything you're feeling that day in that moment in that in that timeline of your life. Like it's truly a work of art to you. And somebody is writing a book of shitty tweets. <laughs> and shitty tweet shitty and shitty tweet authors. And they teach your name. But you're in there. And they have a whole lot to say. Bitch, you wouldn't lose your shit. You wouldn't lose your shit. And it's getting distributed through the entire city of Boston? Um, okay. And, like, Dawn's worry was that it was going to turn into a movie. And I was like, yeah. No, she has every right to be concerned about that. Because that's... No. Like, she... Uh-uh. Like, defending Sonia? Can't do it. Can't. And I think what really, like... Because, you know, I felt gaslit through Twitter. I was being gaslit. <laughs> I felt like I was being gaslit through Twitter. All these people saying, like, um, 
no, like, there's no way, like, Dawn was in the wrong, like, she was, she was really the bad art friend here, like, Dawn was a bad art friend, and I was like, no, like, I'm being gaslit, because ain't no fucking way, bitch, like, ain't no way, like, and they kept saying that Dawn was a bad art friend, and the thing that really put the cherry on top to me was when Celeste Niang started defending Sonia. And I don't know if she deleted her tweets. The condescension, the snarkiness, the absolute, like, tongue-hissing, venom-squirting, like, I was like, no way. I was like, no way. I was like, I feel less bad about not liking Little Liars everywhere now little liars little fires everywhere because i i started watching it and i was like oh shit yes it's about arson somebody's setting houses on fire and that shit was about motherhood i was like oh my god enough but like her tweets i was just like uh-uh i was like i've never seen a uh, one of her tweets pop up on my timeline and that was the first time it popped up on my timeline and i was like i really am sad that that's the first time i've seen you on my timeline that's what you had to say and I was just like, mm, yeah, no, I see, I've seen what I needed to see. I've seen what I needed to see. And yeah, not, they're both wrong, Sonia and Don, just in very different ways. And I think like Sonia was just being cruel. Like she was just being cruel. Like she knew she hated Don and she knew she was the inspiration. And I told somebody I was talking about it too. Like there's nothing wrong with having an inspiration for a story. Even somebody you hate, somebody you despise. Cause I've had characters. I actually tweeted this the other day. I said that every time I am with a man, every time I have relations with a man, I steal, I suck a little bit of his soul out to use in a character later. And it's true. But I can also tell you that in my head, I see the man that I'm talking about when I write. But if that man read my book, he'd be like, he would not know. He would not know. Literally, I could spell it out for him and he'd be like, no. Because it should be so different by the end of it that it, you cannot put the two next to each other and say, yes, that is the same person. It is only like when somebody starts describing to you and like telling you in intimate detail what spawned this thing that you should understand. And like... I was trying to explain it to my friend and like they just were not picking it up. They were not understanding what I was saying and I feel like now I actually have a better understanding of it. It's almost like, I want to say it's almost like you're playing telephone but like just, no, actually no it's not. It's like having children. It's like a family tree. Your great-grandfather has your grandfather. Your grandfather has your father. Your father has you. You have your son. Your son has your grandchild. Your grandchild has your great-grandchild. Your great-grandchild and your great-grandfather are going to look nothing alike. But guess what? They share common DNA. That's literally what it should be like. If I put a picture of your great-grandfather next to your great-grandchild, chances are they're not going to look alike. Especially if you're interracial link. It's not happening. If you're in this world, gang, it's not going on. Okay. So that's how, like, when you are inspired by as a person and you write about them in your writing, that's how it should be. And, you know, sometimes if it's more, I mean, especially if it's bad, like, if it's really bad, it should be like that. But, you know, if they're your muse, if you love them, if they're beautiful and they, 
they inspire you and you're and they're vibrant in your eyes like oh my god by all means if they like it you know and they're okay with it and you're not um exploiting them which is also another problem men do this to women all the time fucking picasso is a great example you know they have their muses and they they paint them and paint them and paint them and paint them and they make money off of them and they turn them into this myth this legend and like all the while what does the muse get out of it nothing they're being used okay muse minus the m it is used like but you know but like if that person is your lover and it's fair and it's you know it's an equal exchange of goods and like under and like you have a healthy relationship you know, make the person be inspired by who it is. It's like all the time you read stories and you're like, oh, I love this character. And then you go read and the person is like, yeah, my best friend from second grade really inspired this character and like throughout my life. And the best friend is getting treated like Gail. Okay. It's like an Oprah and Gail relationship. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you're, if your feelings towards somebody is cruel, no, it needs to be great grandfather, great grandson. Cause or a great-grandchild, because, like, you just don't do that. Like, that's mean. Like, I felt that was so cruel of Sonia. It's not just mean. It is cruelty. You know you don't like somebody, and and you've taken the time to write a story about them. And you look at the page, and you see them. And you know that if they look at the page, they will see them. And they look at the page and they see themselves and you tell them that it's not them. That's cruel. Like, that's that's so heartbreakingly cruel. And you're not, and you're allowed to not like people. That's not what I'm saying. You're allowed to really hate people. Yeah, you can feel every emotion under the sun for somebody. But to, but to pretend, and also Sonia kept telling Sonia, uh, Sonia kept telling Sonia, Sonia kept telling, um, Don we're friends. We are friends. Until then, one time, she basically said something that was along the lines of, we're not as close friends as you thought we were. <sighs> Listen, as somebody who, like, struggles with friendships and just, like, has a hard time connecting and relating to people in general, I'd fucking cry. <laughs> Bro, I'd be in tears. I would cry. Oh my god. I hate when people are mean to me. I really do. Um, now I will spew back venom, but I, I, I like I'll bite your head off and then I'll go home and cry about it. But like that was just reading that, I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But then that also got me into um you know, that was the first time I read an article in a while. And I was like, oh, that was nice. The last time that I read an article that I've... Ugh, I miss the before times. Okay, before COVID, like, at least once a month, the New Yorker or the Cut would release a story that just, uh devoured the internet. The entire internet was like, oh my god, you must read this. And I read it, and I discussed, and I really enjoyed it. And, like, the last time I remember really loving like really basking in a story like that was I read two articles I think they were both from the New Yorker one was about a man who he realized that his cousin was a victim of toxic masculinity because the cousin beat the shit out of him one day 
because of nothing. Like, he came home in a jealous fit of rage and beat him up. And I think his cousin ended up being, like, closeted homosexual. And he just didn't know how to express himself. So he beat up his cousin? I remember reading that. And that was... It wasn't a good story. It was very sad. It was heartbreaking. But it was well written. And, like, it was a good telling of the story. And then before that... I don't know why I said homosexual. I've never used that word in my life. <laughs> he was a closeted gay man, okay? Um, I don't know. Homosexual, saying that feels like saying blacks. I don't like the way that sounded. It did not roll off the tongue. It felt very awkward. I feel like a white girl saying the N-word when no one's watching. I didn't like that one. Um, But that there was that one. And then there was Cat Person. Which I think everybody and their mother has read Cat Person. And I honestly didn't finish it. I think I got to the point where she was like describing the sex. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable. Because I also had a similar experience. And I would like to move on. So goodbye. Um, and then there was the Anna Delvey story. Ugh. Paired with the fact that so many of the influencers like I was friendly with somehow through one end or the other had some kind of connection with her and we're all tweeting about it oh my god I was enjoying I was living honey I was really living my life when that Anna Anna Delvey story broke and I was like I think that was the day I realized how easy life would be if I was Caucasian I'm not even gonna lie the shit this girl got away with she got away with so much and I was like so you mean to tell me all I have to do is be white and lie Huh. Huh. Let me figure out how to do that. Because she literally... Did she say she was a princess of some place? And then that she went to, like, some Ivy League school and, like, ugh. Oh, actually, no. That was not the most recent amazing one I read. Anything about Caroline... Caraway? Caraway? Caroline? Caroline? What's her name? You know who I'm talking about. Anything about her that was released early, um, Panorama. Yeah, I was all over that shit. Um, but yeah, I, I love the internet and I'm not going to say I'm a child of the internet because absolutely fucking not. I've seen the children of the internet and they all look and act like rats. Um, so... So I will not be claiming that title, but we're getting to the 45 minute mark and I'm fucking tired. And it's funny cause I'm saying that like, I'm actually going to go to bed right now. I'm probably going to go to bed around two because I, I don't know. I'm irresponsible. What do you want me to say? Um, I will say though, I had therapy this week and it was really good. And I didn't waste my money crying. Because the last couple times I had, oh my god, the last time before this I had therapy, I cried for the whole session. And nothing was resolved. I cried the whole time. And the entire hour just wept. Wept like a fucking baby. And then when I was finished, I was like, shit. I wasted an entire, I paid, I paid money to cry. I paid money for somebody to watch me cry. So, my last therapy session that I had this week was very productive, and I'm really happy to say that. She seems very proud of me. Like, I love that. I know I'm not supposed to seek my therapist's validation, but it's very nice when I have it. But, yeah, so that was cool. Um, other than that, 
<sighs> you may have noticed that, like, when I promo my stuff on Instagram that, like, there's videos and, like, I don't post those videos anywhere else because I'm such a perfect. I'm not a perfectionist. I don't know. Am I? I don't know. Am I the drama? Um, I may or may not be a perfectionist, but I like things to look a certain way. And as of right now, my, my whole visual aspect of this thing is not looking the way I want to look. So I'm just trying to get that under control before I even like, like actually record anything new on my camera, but there will be new content. And I'm excited to say that because I feel like I haven't really created in a long time. And, you know, I am a, I am a creative, I'm a creative person and, you know, being a writer is one thing, but I'm also visually creative and I, I'm excited to jump back into that and to kind of be able to do it with no pressure. Like I didn't really tell anybody I was turning a podcast, just kind of did it. And I'm happy that I did because like, I mean, my one friend told me to do it and she always gives really good advice and like often oftentimes like I brush it off and then I think about it a little more and I'm like mm. hmm. I may do that but um but yeah so I didn't really tell anybody I was doing it because like I I okay for a little while like I made music and I would like send it to my friends like before I released it and then they'd be like this sounds like this sounds like this sounds like nothing shut the fuck up I love you very much, but like, try not to compare when your friend is a creative person and they send you something for you to look at, try not to compare it to something else. And half of the time, it literally doesn't sound like anything else. Like, you don't realize it, but like, you're literally being a naysayer. Like, you're, you're being discouraging without meaning to be discouraging. Like, this is my thing. If somebody sounds like an artist, hey, why don't you give some constructive criticism? You sound like uh, Taylor Swift. What now? Like, uh, huh? Like, if you're not going to follow it up with anything else, why say it at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that just feels like you're planting a seed of doubt. And so, like, I, I actually very much try hard to filter that when I say, oh, this reminds me of, no, it doesn't. What does it remind you of? Does it actually remind you of that? How about you try saying, oh, this is on the same level of yada, yada, yada. Unless it's like obviously a straight copy, then you can say, because I've had that happen. I had, um, I worked with this producer and <laughs> he sent me a song and I, I sent it to somebody else when I finished and they were like, yeah, this is really good, but this really reminds me of something else and I'm actually nervous about it. So what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to overlay both of the tracks on top of each other and then send it back to you and see how you feel. That was really helpful because guess what? Chord for chord, the two songs lined up. I'd never heard the song before, but he had. So chord for chord, the songs lined up and you know, he saved me a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of embarrassment. And that was the only time somebody had said this sounds like, and had been useful every other time. Like it just felt like a blow in the face. Cause I'm like, no, it doesn't. What you mean is, is of the same genre. Excuse me. That doesn't mean it can't be successful. Like, uh, so anyway, so I don't like that. So that's why I didn't tell anybody because I'd be fucking damned if somebody was like, oh, this reminds me of, no, it doesn't shut the fuck up. It doesn't remind you of anything. Cause I didn't tell you about it. 
Um, I feel like we were doing really good, and then I got angry. <laughs> but I'm not really angry. It's just, that's like a pet peeve of mine. I don't like when people say, oh, this reminds me of, or you remind me of. People would tell me I reminded them of people that I just fucking didn't. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. No, I don't. Like, why are you saying that? Like, you're, I think you're literally saying that to, like, twist my nipple. Like, is that what you're doing? Like, you're trying to upset me. So, and, like, and I think the thing is, like, it just, I feel like it's, like, a, a void filler. A, like, a conversation filler. No, it doesn't. Like, I don't know. Be more, ugh, I don't know. So, so, anyways, I didn't tell anybody. Um, and also, I didn't want people giving me their advice. Because stupid as I am, I take a lot of advice that I shouldn't. I'm not stupid, but like, you know, I've taken a lot of advice that I shouldn't. So I knew I didn't want anybody's advice, and I still don't want anybody's advice. Um, Not really, not right now. Not until like I have a swing of it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't know where that was going. But anyways, it's time to end this because we're at the 50-minute mark, and I said that five minutes ago. Bye. I love you. I hope you have a nice night. I will be going to bed and watching Fitz make Melly feel like shit because he's in love with Olivia and doesn't care who knows it. So have a good night and we will converse later. Bye. Converse? I don't think that's a word. We will speak later. Goodbye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.